You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Lloyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with uh, Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania. And if no one has said this to you yet, Merry Christmas, and because we love everybody, Happy Holidays. Yes. (laughs) Whatever holiday you're celebrating, we hope it's a happy one. So we're going to start, and I'm going to ask, you guys can probably guess, uh what we're preaching on but i'm going to start by asking mark what are you preaching on this sunday this sunday i am talking about excess baggage unpacking the baggage of christmas um we all have excess excess baggage that we carry around with us throughout the year and christmas just kind of emphasizes that for some people And basically, it comes down to, I'm talking about the true meaning of joy. Joy is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's one that God created in us, and it's one that God has complete control of. Joy doesn't have to do with our circumstances. It has to do with our relationship with him. Yeah, that's definitely good. Definitely something people need to hear going into this holiday season. Um, I'm not into the holiday messages yet. We're, we're finishing Daniel uh, chapter 10, 11, and 12. I'm going to try to do in one Sunday morning uh, talking about the last vision that Daniel has um, with the angel Gabriel. And it's of the next couple of hundred years of the history of the Jewish people and into the future the end times with the jewish people and with humanity and i'm going to highlight a lot of the spiritual warfare because it does talk about you know the angels that have are princes that are over <laughs> certain territories and i don't i don't think a lot of people realize you know if you're a christian um you're a part of not just the kingdom of god but a spiritual realm uh and just as we pray for god to protect us um there are forces that are trying to come against us and we need to realize that and then i'm going to end with merry christmas everyone <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of christmas and we were just talking about this but just so everyone knows because i know there are a lot of congregations that are not uh just because of christmas being on a sunday So share with everyone, are you doing a Christmas Eve service and what you're doing Christmas morning, if anything? We are doing a candlelight Christmas Eve service starting at six o'clock at the church. And it will be a very special, intimate reading of the Christmas story. Um, That's what I have planned with some carols, Christmas carols interweaving into the, the, the service. And then Christmas morning, we have decided as a church um, not to have physical, a physical church service. However, I will be jumping on to our Facebook page, Meadow Run Community Church Facebook page, and doing a very short devotional 
about Christmas and um, what it means to me. Okay, uh, we are not doing a Christmas Eve service and I may cause us to lose some of the eight or nine followers we have by saying this, but I cannot stand Christmas Eve services. <laughs> I love them if I'm just going to attend them, but having to put them on because you're trying to get people to show up, get volunteers to show up, get people to come. And everyone's, and for in our community, uh, at some places they're big, other places they're not, but our congregation, everyone's like, we got to have one, we got to have one. And then when I'm like, okay, we're having one, they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to be with family. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be. Yeah. So we, we are not doing one this year. Uh, and we are doing a Christmas morning celebration like you left it up to the congregation. Like, what do you guys want to do? And I did the same thing as you. I said, if you guys don't want to have one, that's fine. I understand people are going to be with family, but I'll just live stream a Christmas message because if there's any Sunday that the gospel needs to be shared, it's that Sunday where we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, they said, yeah, let's have one, which is great. I'm like, awesome, let's do it. Um, and then they suggested, can we also do food? Because we do food with everything. That's just how we roll. Can we do food? And I was like, yeah, but we got to keep it light, you know, because can't have a big giant thing when people are trying to rush home to their families for Christmas. But then one of the local restaurant owners who his family attends our congregation, their restaurant's going to be closed, but they asked, can we live stream our Sunday celebration Christmas morning from their restaurant? And then they are going to open it up for anyone who wants to come in and enjoy a Christmas meal for free. And uh, I ran that by the congregation and they were like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. Even the people who were like, I'm not going to be there. They were like, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be out of town visiting family, but you should do this <laughs> anyway. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it was an overwhelming, I think there was only one person that said I could go either way if you don't want to do it. And we just do it, you know, in our facility, or if we do it in the restaurant, I can go either way. And I was like, but what would you like us to do? She's like, I think you should do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, in, that, in that fireplace there would be a perfect backdrop for a life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's yeah. what they said. They were like, I was like, now where can I stand and do this? They were like, you could do it in front of the fireplace. I'm like, that's a that's a good idea. I haven't worked out all those details yet. And it's going to be short. I'm not going to try to do a long thing. Yeah. We're not going to have the whole band. We may have the guitar player and we'll get everyone to sing since we won't have slides and everything it'll have to be you know like songs that everyone knows and we'll just they, they'll just yeah. yeah you know this sing along to and um christmas carols on christmas morning <laughs> yeah 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 and even though you know we're probably going to be done by like we're going to start a little later at like 1107 and even though we'll probably be done by like 11 30-ish, 45, we'll probably end it, you know, broad daylight singing Silent Night just because. Yeah. <laughs> this again, it's something that everyone everyone knows the word to. Yep. So um, for those of you who are, if you're local and looking for something to do Christmas Eve, uh, you can head out and you can join Mark. Yeah. And if you're looking for something to do Christmas morning, uh, bring your family, and if you don't want to 
even eat. Maybe you can bring them to volunteer at Wagner's Restaurant Christmas morning. They're looking for volunteers to help serve people and, and allow people to have an enjoyable time. So um, you have a lot of options. And, you know, Mark, if you're available and willing, you can come and do your sermon from Wagner's and live stream it to the Meadow Run Facebook page straight from Wagner's. <laughs> I know it's a long way to, to drive and it's Christmas morning, but yeah, I'll have to talk to my, my, my boss about that, you know, <laughs> run it past my wife and see what she says. <laughs> yeah. You guys are welcome to come and then enjoy a, uh, a Christmas meal afterwards yeah. with everyone. Um, but that being said, since we're talking about Christmas, uh, we wanted to share a couple of things. Uh, first, to make it a little light, you know, uh, we, we wanted to share um, about our favorite Christmas verses. And that's something we did. I'm trying to find the book. Yeah. Just a word. If you hear some pounding going on, they're doing construction on the top part of my house, I live in an apartment duplex and the apartment upstairs doing some, some construction. So, okay. All right. So, uh, we, when in the book we put together, Unwrapping Christ at Christmas, available on Amazon, shameless plug there, but <laughs> available on Amazon makes a great Christmas gift. Uh, we each shared some of our favorite Christmas verses and kind of expounded on them. So, uh, we're going we're gonna to start with that now before we get into the other topic that we're going to talk about. Um, and this hopefully will make it a little bit lighthearted before we get into the heavier topic. So, uh, Mark, you, why don't you start your favorite Christmas verse or one of, doesn't have to be your favorite. One of my favorite Christmas verses of all times I learned as a kid. Um, I think we've all learned it as a child. Um, but the older I get, now approaching 60 years old, it means even more to me now than it did when I was a child. And it is not one that I covered in our book, but it is one that I really feel. And it's Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called, listen to this, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And that's my, one of my favorite verses because when you look at who Christ is, he's a wonderful counselor. He never gives bad advice. Everything that he gives is from his heart to our heart. He's a mighty God. He is part of God. He left his throne in heaven to become man for us to give us an example of how we should live he's the everlasting father and he truly is the prince of peace we cannot have peace on earth without christ being that peace and for those of you who have to work or do something else on christmas morning just replay that portion that Mark just did and let that be your Sunday morning Christmas sermon because uh, that's that's all about Christ right there. Yeah. Uh, my favorite 
uh, and I don't think I went into this in the book. I took I I used a totally different version of the book, but I think somebody I forget who we talked about this in the book um, is what I call the Charlie Brown versus, even though it's Linus that shares it, and that's from Luke chapter two. And I won't go read all of it, uh, but he's talking. You know, Charlie Brown is literally screaming, "Can anyone tell me what Christmas is all about?" And it's sad that I learned more about Christmas as a child, a teenager, and as an adult before I became a Christian from Charlie Brown than I did from any church I ever attended. That's just sad. That's, that's, I blame the pulpit. Um, yeah, my fault as well, but I blame the pulpit. Uh, but it talks about the angels appearing, uh, and it says, the angel said to them, to the shepherd, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he is pleased. Or the version many people know is goodwill toward men. But Linus then turns and says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. You know, in the updated version, he would probably grab the mic and drop the mic. <laughs> like, that's what it's about. But that is what Christmas is all about. And I love it, not just because it's the Charlie Brown. I keep saying Charlie Brown. Linus said it. But also because it's what the shepherds did after that, where we get the whole concept of evangelism. They went, mm -hmm. they investigated and then they went and told people not just about the baby they saw, but that the savior of humanity was born. They told people about the good news. And that's that's the whole reason the church exists. So that's that's one of my favorite verses. And it's probably that type of news that people need to hear going into the Christmas season, because now we're going to talk about one of the problems uh, that a lot of people are having, and that's people who are struggling and dealing with anxiety. Uh, I myself, got to admit it, last couple of days this week have been dealing with just some, I don't want to say depression, but just some heaviness and, and not feeling myself going into the holidays, a lot of weight. And I know there are people out there dealing with more stuff than I am, specifically about Christmas and going into Christmas. Uh, and I know, Mark, you've talked about some of the stuff that you've dealt with um, and some of the struggles that you've had. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm going to turn this over to you so that we can talk about uh, how do we how do we help those people who are kind of struggling and feeling depressed and uh, feeling like, for lack of a better term, feeling blue. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to do what we call a blue Christmas, where we kind of focus on this this very topic and and those people. Mm -hmm. But how do we deal with that as a whole? And that, that is a very complex question. Um, it's not something that can be answered easily. Uh, and I am no expert. I can only, I can only speak out of my own experiences. Um, you've heard me say, I think we talked about this last year, that Christmas is not my favorite time of the year. I have Christmas dreads that starts before Thanksgiving. 
just knowing that the holidays are coming up. Um, a little backstory I don't know if I shared. My mother was diagnosed with cancer in 1977, I believe it was, right around Thanksgiving. Uh, she was given three months to live. Our Christmas that year was with my mother in the living room in a bed in, in a um, it was an old roll-up type thing that you could prop up the back so she wasn't laying flat. She was sitting up almost like a hospital bed. And we would open our gifts on her bed. And she lived five years after that. That was, that was our going into that Christmas thinking she was only going to be here for a short period of time. And everything that has happened Everything that was a bad experience in my life, even though that was a good Christmas, it was still a bad Christmas because of the memories. Mm. Um, everything that's happened in that sense that it has that I see as bad has happened around the holidays. Um, deaths, divorces, broken relationships all have had that kind of an effect. I spent one Christmas in my late 20s in a one-room cabin with space heaters, uh, just electricity, no bathroom. That's where I was living that Christmas by myself. Um, so Christmas doesn't always have fond memories for me. It does in my childhood, but it doesn't in my adult life. And so I really struggle with depression at this time of the year. I really struggle with anxiety. I struggle with anxiety and depression throughout the year, but it is heightened during this time of the year. And for me, the real key for me is to realize that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to not be okay at Christmas. We need to hear that because a lot of people say, well, you just don't have enough faith or you just don't believe in Christ enough or you just, you know, you're, you're isolating yourself. And it has nothing to do with that really. And the person who's suffering from that needs to understand they're not alone. There are thousands upon thousands of people just like you in this world that are going through the same thing. Yeah. And we need to realize that the joy of Christmas doesn't come from our circumstances. It comes from who we celebrate. My, my thing keeps jumping back and forth between muted and unmuted. I was just saying, I hear the pounding that you were talking about. Um, so let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, and this well, I'll ask it because this might be a little bit personal. And if if you're not comfortable answering, we can edit it out. <laughs> but because you spoke about a lot of heavy things that happened to you as an adult that shaped your view of, of, of Christmas. Um, and, you know, our view of Christmas as a child is one thing. Our view of Christmas as an adult is another. As, Christ as a child, it's like, give me gifts, give me gifts, give me gifts. 
as an adult, it's like all of these other experiences that may or may not have to do with Christmas. Like you said, relationships, gifts, all that kind of stuff. If you have children, then you're trying to buy all the gifts. So how did you keep from not just going into like a pit of despair as one thing after another gets added on? Because a lot of times we think, oh, here's just one thing that happened. I got through that. Here's this other thing that happened. I got through that. But usually it's not like that. It's here's this one thing that happened. I'm still dealing with it. Now here's this other thing. Now I'm dealing with two things. And it's not I'm always dealing with one thing. It's sometimes I'm dealing with three to five things that are added on that weigh us down. So how did you keep from like going into this total pit of despair? Because there's a lot of people who are not just dealing with one thing going into this Christmas season. They're like you said, they're dealing with multiple things. They're dealing with, uh, it could be financial loss. It could be uh, relationships. That's a huge Christmas thing. Relationships are broken. Uh, I think I put a little bit of that in the book we did, Unwrapping Christ at Christmas. Um, Or maybe I intended to and didn't, but uh, just dealing with a lot of large emotional relationship struggles at Christmas for me, uh, when I was in the military was, was, was a really hard time. Um, because everyone else, all you see on TV are family, you know, Hallmark is great when you're in a relationship, when you're not, you want to shoot them, you know, at Christmas time. Cause everything they show is no matter where you go, just go home and you'll find the love of your life and Christmas will be great. And it's not like that. So a lot of people are dealing with that. They're dealing with trying to put food on her table because the last couple of years have been economically not just hard but crushing for many people who have lost their businesses and all kind of stuff so and and there were years that i did dive into despair um but as a christ follower it is important, as I said, to understand our circumstances has nothing to do with God's plan. God's plan hasn't changed. His plan for us is to bring, Jesus came into the world, bring us to abundant life. Abundant life doesn't mean abundant things. Um, it doesn't mean happiness 24 7 because jesus also said in this world there'll be many trials and tribulations and what we need to remember is that jesus overcame the world so no matter what i'm going through my focus has to always turn back to who we are celebrating not woe is me now for the unbeliever those who are maybe searching for something to believe in because that is a real thing too it is our job as christ followers to come alongside them and bring them up out of that of despair bring them up somehow by you know hey let's go have coffee Hey, let's do this. Let me interrupt my plans. Make you a part of my plans. 
that's how we show God's love. Um, yeah. So were there any specific people who kind of stepped in and was like, hey, Mar who did that for you and said, hey, how can I be there for you? And how can I, you know, encourage you and help to kind of keep you uplifted? Absolutely. One of my dearest friends, um, his name's Chuck Ryan. He's a former Marine. Um, he and his wife opened up their home with their kids for me to celebrate Christmas with them because I didn't have, my family was 150 miles away. I couldn't get to my family. Didn't have the money, didn't have a car that was reliable enough to go over the mountains. I was living in Frederick, Maryland, which is a suburb of Washington, D.C. And uh, I, I was just isolated. And Chuck and his wife, Ann, opened up their home to me. And at a time where I didn't think anyone really cared. I didn't have a telephone, so I couldn't call his four cell phones. I couldn't call my family and say hey this is what's going on i couldn't text them because there was no text um there wasn't even any laptop computers at that time it was just no you you just you just lost half of my listeners who's like wait no laptops like yeah was this during the civil war what's going on the, this this was in 1993 94 it was before all of that. It was technology was coming, but it wasn't there yet. I was truly isolated. These folks came along. He was a pastor, and I was attending his church every once in a while. wasn't going regularly. Um, he knew my circumstance, and he reached out and became a true brother to me in that time. And I still, we still are contact today i have a couple other friends that reached out to me co-workers at the time that that hey if you're not doing anything come on over to our house you know we don't have much but we'll share it with you so yes there were people who reached out and and i tried to do that for people today um especially when we lived in maryland um, i'm sorry in minnesota when don and i first were married we reached out to the college campus any of the any of the college kids that couldn't go home for christmas or couldn't go home for thanksgiving we opened up our home for them to come and join us if they'd like you can get many takers but we opened up the home and and that's the thing you know it's not if we do or don't it's the willingness to obey god to do it that is the important thing God's telling you to do something, especially at this time of the year, don't hesitate in following his lead because you will always get a blessing from obeying. Yeah, and I have to, um, again, shameless plug here for Glenn and Stacy Wagner who are um, opening their restaurant, not for sale. I mean... This, this is one of the reasons that compelled me to do it. At first, I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds good. And then I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Uh, but they're actually supposed to be gone on vacation. I mean, they're closing. They're supposed to leave that week and go on vacation. But they're delaying it by a day so that they can open their restaurant 
for free to anyone that wants to come have a meal on Christmas morning. And I know lots of places do that on Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. but no one's doing that on Christmas because everyone wants to be with their family and they in essence should go on vacation be with their family instead they're like no we want to we want to help others who i mean just like you said we know there are people out there who have no place to go no one to turn to no one to sit and enjoy a meal with we want to take the opportunity and create that place for them on christmas morning so uh, again huge thank you to glenn and stacy wagner yeah. and if you are local in the Elizabeth PA area, and you have no place to go on Christmas morning, uh, or you maybe have family, but you don't have the means or resources to have a Christmas meal, um, you know, uh, or if you just don't want to do dishes, yeah. uh, just come out and uh, uh, the Sunday celebration portion will start at 1107. But even if you don't want because you're non-religious and don't want the churchy whatever, then come afterwards. And from, I think, like 11.45 or noon until 4 p.m., uh, they're going to be offering just a free Christmas meal to anyone that wants. Come in, sit, enjoy. One of the conversations I had with them was when they're normally running the restaurant, people eat and then people leave, you know, because they want turnover so that more people can get in. And I was like, but now nobody's paying for a meal. People may sit and talk for hours. Yeah. And they were like, that's a good problem to have. We'll figure it out then. But we just want to make sure everyone has a place to come, uh, people to be with to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. And that that that's huge. So we also want to highlight, um, and like I think I said last time, people talk about this area of depression, blue Christmas, all that stuff. I even said, I, I, I do it. We're doing it not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, having a full Sunday celebration dedicated to trying to help people in that situation, but it's really not talked about the rest of the year. Right. Unless something happens in the media and you and I both know, then even, even then some pastors won't talk about what's going on in the culture. Right. But you are actually going to focus on this at the beginning of the year. Cause that's another time when people are depressed, especially once they get all those credit card bills spending <laughs> on Christmas. But uh, so, uh, let hi, highlight a little bit what you're gonna. I mean, you may not have it all worked out, but what your focus is and what you want to accomplish yeah. with, with that series. Well, one of the things I want to do at the beginning of the year, um, and I think it's something that is not talked about enough in the church, um, and that's mental illness. Uh, my wife is a mental uh, health professional. She works in the mental health field and we've really had a burden on how to get churches more involved in um, mental health, mental health awareness. And before you continue, I have to acknowledge, because I know she's going to listen to this. His wife called us out <laughs> for talking about this topic. And without like reaching out to her, someone who works in that field to say, hey, share your insights or whatever. So uh, we dropped the ball on that one, but hopefully she will, when she listens to it, leave a comment or some information uh, that will be helpful to people. And before I forget, there is a new hotline, a new 
phone number for mental illness. It's 988. It's just like 911. If you feel like you're in need of some help, pick up the phone, dial 988. Someone will be there to help you and direct you where you need to go. It's my public service announcement for today. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, it's just something that just came out. So mental, mental health issues and mental illness is not something to be afraid of, afraid of. It's not something that we should look at and say, you know, person's really screwed up. I don't want them in my church, um, which there's a lot of people that feel that way. Um, but overall, I mean, studies show that over 50% of people in, in, in the world suffer from some form of mental illness. So my, my series is going to first talk about what mental illness is and what it is not. Um, it's also going to focus on mental illness that we tend to overlook as being mental illness, like depression, like worry, like anxiety. Those are all mental illnesses. Each of us, in some way, some form, throughout our lives, will face. And we'll need to deal with how do we deal that how do we deal with that biblically um it's one thing to say jesus says cast all your burdens on me and i will give you rest well i've cast my burdens on him time and time and time again and i still don't have rest what then you know so wh what can we do as a church as a body of believers, not, not just a local church, I'm talking the church, what can we do to bring awareness and to help and facilitate a healthy response to mental illness? Years past, it was just plug them into a mental hospital and let them deal with it. And there are times that that's necessary. But there are also times that we can just come alongside someone and walk that journey with them. Is this uh, going to be like a, a standalone first week or you think it's going to be multiple week series? I'm looking at probably four four Sundays. Okay. Because I'm going to I'm going to address first Sunday. I'm going to address what mental illness is and is not. And different types of mental illness and then next three sundays i'm going to break that down into dealing with each aspect of mental illness one of the things that made me want to do this is my own experience just uh suffering through some of these things and not having someone there who understood what I was, what I was dealing with, the kind of depression I was. Most of the time, we can trace depression back, and my wife can correct me if I'm wrong, but we can trace 
<laughs> we can trace depression back to a certain event or or you know something that had happened that's brought on this depression now that's not always the case there are depressions that are chemically you know you get them from chemically imbalances and stuff like that and that's that's something totally different but hmm. but most of our depressions we can we can look um and trace back to that's what caused all of this now how can i work towards fixing some of that and we may not be able to you know it may be it, it, it may be something you can't fix but remember that god can fix all things yeah yeah yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, those of you who are interested, if you're unable to attend in person, you can go to the Meadow Run Facebook Meadow, page. Yeah, Meadow Run Community Church Facebook page. And uh, you'll be I, able to follow along. Yeah, I live stream all of my services, so they're all on there. And um, like I said, I'm in, I'm by no means a professional in this. Um, but um, I've had people in my life recently who have gone through a complete mental breakdown and ended up in a psychiatric ward. I didn't even know about it until after the fact. All right. Well, as we wind down this series, or this episode, I should say. Um, I'm looking at the calendar, and this might actually be the last episode of the year that we put out. Yeah. And then we'll resume again in January. As always, we are grateful for all seven or 12 or however <laughs> of you that listen regularly. Uh, if there's topics, uh, I think I put that in several of my books if there's topics that you want us to uh talk about how can people of faith respond to uh just message us uh, i think the email address is in the itunes link or wherever you listen to it you should be able to find the itunes link or you could just go to one of our churches and message us through uh our congregational association but uh if there are topics that you want us to talk about we would love to address them. Normally we look at what's going on in the culture because the whole purpose of this is how can people of faith respond to some of the things that are going on in the culture and in our lives and in our communities. But we also don't want to ignore that. Uh, like Mark just said, his, his series is based on what he has experienced. Um, but there's some things that you guys may experience that neither one of us have experienced. Uh, there's some things that may be going on in your communities that are not going on in our communities and we want to equip you to be able to um respond uh in a god honoring way so oh go ahead i was going i was just agreeing with you oh okay so uh if you have topics message us uh last shameless plug of the year check out our book I say books plural unwrapping christ at christmas uh that's available on amazon 
uh, great Christmas gift for you, family, friends. Or I think Mark put when he put it up, he said it makes a great stocking stuffer. Yeah. It does. It fit right in there. Um, or our other book, Faith Responders, presents 21 Days of Spiritual Renewal. If you're one of the people that's just finding it hard to get through this holiday season, this might be a resource for you. A few minutes a day to increase your faith and strengthen your walk uh, with God. Um, and pray for us. We're working on a couple of other book projects um, that we're trying to put together uh, to help you guys. And uh, any final Christmas, New Year thoughts that you want to share? I would just like, like you said, to wish everyone a very merry and blessed Christmas. Uh, no matter what the circumstances surround your Christmas, remember the joy that the Christ child brings. It is joy himself who is coming into the world. So remember him um, and have a blessed new year. Don't worry about resolutions. Don't worry about um, things that you want to, to accomplish. Allow God to accomplish them through you. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah. Merry Christmas. Pray you guys have a happy and blessed and safe new year. And Mark, would you pray for us? Yeah. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ who came into this world with one purpose. And that purpose was to bring salvation to each and every one of us. We ask, Lord, that as we go into this holiday season that we're already in, but as we move closer to Christmas and to New Year, you would just... Um, Help us to remember who we are celebrating throughout the season. Um, that we're not celebrating the gifts or even the fellowship with one another. We're, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that is where our joy and our peace comes from. So we ask, Lord, that you would give us that joy and that peace that only you can provide. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.